ready, get ready, get ready for the steakhouse. You're about to experience the fastest two hours in radio history. With Stig Shabiro. And now I've added myself. <laughs> the show is off to a great start, I'll tell you that. You cannot tell me that you get to all. Sandra Golden. You created sell one of your children. It's not a big deal. Hey, Rusty Menzel. Everybody's trying to be dads and businessmen. And Drew Butler. And now that she just won the album of the year last night, see if you can parlay that with some Travis Kelsey magic on Sunday. It's the Steakhouse. Brought to you by John Foy and Associates. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And welcome to Monday. Steakhouse is open. Thanks for being here. Steak and Rusty Manziel in for Drew Butler. Drew will be here on Wednesday. Sandy's back here tomorrow. I've never heard that Monday voice. Oh, yeah. That's like the first night of the concert. That was strong. Yeah. That Wednesday, you're barely hanging on. Well, a couple of weeknight Friday, dinners. Thursday or Fridays, yes. But uh, I like it. For sure. It's different had, energy. Had a great weekend. Yesterday was fantastic weather. Got to play two, three hours of tennis in that weather. I was talking. Anybody got to play golf yesterday? Anybody on anybody at Atlanta Motor Speedway yesterday? They couldn't have asked for better weather. Great. Right? When my daughters went, first time she ever went, she's hooked. I said, listen, now you gotta now you gotta pick a driver. Who invited her? What was she doing? So she, she went with some it? friends. Okay. And some girls. They've never been. Just rolled up in. Oh, by the way, Saturday, I'm like, hey, y'all got a parking pass? They're like, huh? I'm like, oh, Lord. They went down, survived, loved it. Told her last night, now you got to pick a driver. You just don't go to the NASCAR race right. and say, hey, it was fun. It's fast. Now you got to pick a team, and you got to be pissed off when that, that driver gets put in the wall. We're going to get into it more at 9 at 9. Garrett was there yesterday. I'm getting ready to start watching that Netflix series as well. Huge heat wave coming, by the way. It's going to be mid-70s today. Did you see some of the temperatures in like Midwest? (laughs) Yeah, like it's winter. Like, like don't pretend. I grew up in that. Like February is winter. Like April first, start of baseball. Twenty percent of the time, uh, Rusty, you get snow or thirty degrees the first week of baseball in the Northeast. Like you know, Baltimore, Chicago, Boston, Philly. There's snow on the ground in April. I got a late. So April like trip to Chicago for work, and we just bought Cubs tickets this week. Yeah, and I'm I'm like, dude, I hope it's not. You should be fine, but I'm saying it's not out of the realm. Yeah. So to be up in the 60s and 70s, 80s in Texas, it's gonna be wild. Uh, but another beautiful day today for sure. Happy birthday to uh, your lovely daughter who had was it ninth or tenth? KP, my KP youngest one, turned nine, okay. going on twenty, okay. and. Uh, She's in her birthday area. Do the sisters come to that and or not? Yeah, you, you come to the birthday party. Or you don't get – listen, my wife don't play with birthday parties. Okay, so you're one of those birthday families, right? I'm not. My wife is. Right. So I am. Okay. Let me tell you something. You don't play. Everybody was there for attendance, and everybody was on time. <laughs> so uh, I had a uh, – Bobby was in a soccer tournament in Cumming, Georgia, um, two early wake-ups yesterday. Was, <laughs> what time? Yeah, what time was it Saturday? Six, Saturday was 7.30. How many games? Pool play? Yeah, pool play, they, and they didn't move on, which was, listen, let's, let's be straight. <laughs> let's be straight. He got, elimin- oh. he got eliminated yesterday morning. Oh, man. And if you don't think I was, I was like, oh, oh Bobby, like, I'm so sorry. I was like, they came back, they're down 2-0, they tied it 2-2. I was like, I'm gonna be spending my whole damn day up here. Dude. Oh my god! And then it's like, Daddy, uh, Coach said, you know, because uh, of the tiebreaker goals, we don't advance. And I'm like, Oh, damn, Bobby. damn it, Bobby. Jeez. Let's talk about it on the way home. Get in the car. 
So Listen, my oldest oh, daughter. Here, here's the most exciting thing. There's a Culver's right yes, around sir. the corner. Yes, sir. I'll make it feel better. You'll we're feel gonna better talk real about, soon. We're going to talk about the whole ride home. Just get your junk and get to the car. Let's here, go. Here. And by the way, do you know what the temperature was yesterday? So our first game was 8 a.m. Did you see the temperature yesterday morning? Under 30 degrees. Yeah. And I'm sitting there trying to do my, like, get my steps in. So I'm walking around that field. It's freezing cold. And I'm thinking, I got to spend the whole day here? Dude, you have no idea. My oldest daughter, Kaylee, you know Kaylee, she played travel softball, and I don't know how the hell it happened, but she got on one of the best teams in the damn country. And I'm telling you right now, for three years, every Saturday, it was done. Like, we were never losing. We might lose in the championship. Right. So you're but when you got there at 8 a.m., you were going to see the moon. <laughs> I can assure you that. So did, did, um, and, and again, Nobody would go. The beauty of volleyball was controlled environment. No. Nice, toasty little seat right no, by sir. the court. No, sir. Like, you must have had conditions some Dude, days. The only, the, only the, great, the only great thing about girls' fast pitch is one day because pitching is not limited. But you would play from 8 a.m. Okay, until 1 a.m. What's the worst weather you ever had? You, you must have had a couple of tournaments. We were in Dalton, Georgia one time in about July. And it was about like uh, Christmas in Iraq. It was smoking hot. Right. It and was smoking hot. All day hot. long. No Dude. way to get away from it. Our first baseman tapped out about third game. <laughs> I swear to God. And that people know this. We I, People can call in the show. I know we had to bribe her with Waffle House to play the rest of the day. I said, we will go to Waffle House. That was our thing. If you wanted, went to Waffle House. I got buddies um, whose daughters play competitively in the Northeast. Let me explain something to you. If it's snowing, like, they don't care. No. It's like 20 degrees with snow falling. And these poor parents, I was like, you enjoy that? Have you seen the enclosed seats now? Oh, yeah, they're talking about bougie at the park. Yeah. The old the old chairs, you fold out. Yeah. Now they have these things that zip up over you so you can control uh, uh, environment. So they put the heater in. Okay. And oh. no, I had not seen that. We have them? four of those. You uh, have yeah. those? Yeah, yeah, they're perfect. They're yeah. great. So what do they do? Uh, they're like they look like little bubbles, yep. yeah. and uh, you just they're clear. And That's, so if it's winter time, you can zip up all the you sides. You can put a little heater right little in heater. front of you, <laughs> oh, and yeah. right, it, it, you will never Dude, know. Dude, if amazing. you have a Starbucks in yeah. there, it fogs it up. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, they didn't have that when I was playing travel softball that, in February. That hey, is, yeah. That's brilliant. That's why I was fifty pounds heavier. That that is brilliant. I'll tell you that. Time to build the foundation of today's show with the top nine at nine. Nine on the Steakhouse Sports Radio ninety two nine. The game. All right, we got to move fast. A lot to get to over the next three minutes. Hawks win last night. Uh, Trey Young is out for a month at least. Jams that finger, I guess it was the other night. Asked for a pair of ligament. I was watching when it happened. You could tell he was in a ton mm. of pain. Tried to finish that game. Horrible loss Bad deal. to the Raptors Friday. Good win yesterday. You were there, Day Day? Yeah, great win yesterday. Uh, you know, light crowd, obviously. Kind of expected with Trey not playing, Banchero not playing for Orlando Sunday evening. But still, great win. Um, they really, I mean, look, they did what they needed to do after dropping one on Friday. Yeah, it's going to be a tough month. It's going to be a tough end to the season. Let's be honest, guys, with Trey out this long. Um, they got the Jazz tomorrow night. Uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway, what a finish, Garrett. Um, was it great racing all day long, and this one of the great finishes we've ever seen, right? It was a photo finish, and it was one of the best times I've ever had. My first time at NASCAR. One of my favorite events now. Oh, I would go back. Because why? My daughter to yesterday, yeah. 
It, it was, I, I just, the, the, the feeling, the, how, the energy. How, how fast was it in person? It was on, it's, it's unlike anything TV I've does, ever seen. TV does nothing for it. it. Does, no, the television, nothing. watching NASCAR on television, it is not the same. Daniel the Suarez same. wins the Cup Series yesterday in a three-way photo finish. Yeah, I mean, it's rare. That's a one percentile. I mean, I'm not the biggest NASCAR guy now. Grew up watching it. Uh, ratings I hear from the last two weeks are very high now. But to go three wide at the finish, almost unheard of. Yeah, it was all around. I know those guys so well over there. Great for so great for Atlanta Motor see. Speedway. Great for Sandy and Lake Oconee. You could tell she was just pumped from the Texas Fast morning. track, great finish, amazing weather. Checks all the boxes yep. for the race. Continuing a couple of quick notes, Atlanta United. They lose their season over one nothing. the Columbus Crew. Uh, what was the story there, Garrett, that we should be focused on other than just not enough opportunities, right? Uh, I mean, they, they played a little sluggish in that first half. Second half, they came together, played really well. I mean, but Columbus is probably the best team in Major League Soccer. It's nothing to hang your head over. Brad, Guzman, United played really Brad well. Guzman gets the start, though, right? Brad Guzan got the starting Guzan. goal, and he had a big save uh, on a penalty, penalty kick. kick. And after that, it really looked like Atlanta United had a chance to score. They just weren't able to connect. Braves start their spring training with a win 6-5 on Saturday. Lose to the Red Sox 5-4 yesterday. Most of the starters play yesterday. Bryce Elder struggles. Goes uh, one and one-third. Got to find out who's going to be the uh, fifth guy in that rotation. Uh, Bryce Elder is one of the ones that uh, got to see out of spring training. Spencer but. Strider, two innings, four strikeouts the day before. Yes. And he looked it, good. Yes, he looked Chris Sale, nasty. Charlie Morton, Strider, Max Fried. Chris Sale will go Tuesday against the Pirates. That'll be our first chance to see the hard-throwing left-hander, which has got more optimism around him than you could imagine. We need Atlanta to get back to Cobb County and start playing games. No, it's going to be a while. We, well, we need it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, real quick, Georgia basketball, nightmare season continues. Blown out by Auburn, 97-76. When you're in the SEC playing basketball and you're a mediocre team, the last, there's no wins. The last six There's minutes, no wins. The last seven minutes of that, when they got within nine or eight. They got closer than that at one point, they too. Got, eight they minutes got, left, they got within like about five. They got manhandled that last seven, eight minutes. And Alabama gets beat by Kentucky by like So I saw 30. that line. Kentucky was a one-point favorite, and I was like, something's up there. Well, Kentucky had lost three in a row at Rupp yeah. Arena. That's one of the reasons. Georgia Tech wins at Miami, 80-76. Uh, a lot of NFL news. Russell Wilson very much could be in play for the Falcons. We'll talk more about that as well. A lot going on and a lot to get into over the course of the next two hours. When we come back, can you really police court storming? And a better question is, do you really want to? Steak and Rusty, Sports Radio, 92.9 a game. Now back to more of the Steakhouse. Cool. Yes, yes, yes. On Sports Radio, 92.9, the game. 923 Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Thanks for spending time with the number one sports talk radio station in the Southeast and the highest rated station in the history of Atlanta for sports. Uh, and uh, congrats to everybody here doing a great job. And this time of year, I got laundry list of 11 different things we could be talking about. So that's when that's when you need a five-hour show like my buddy Mike Bell. I don't um, know how they do it, man. I really don't. Well, I, I, I've done that shift with him. God bless him, him and Carl. That That is a... They're wired different. Dude. And by the way, they don't like all these other shows, especially the other station. 
where they would like rerun two segments from no, like sir. three, four no, o'clock. It's, Dude, it's, they don't rerun nothing unless it's some great interview. Clock they, in, baby. They do a great job with the energy for five hours. I'm okay for two. The nine o'clock hour is brought to you by <laughs> two hours. Advanced hair restoration, one day treatment, life changing results. Advancedhair.com. We'll hear from John Shire in a little bit and Kyle uh, Filipowski. Do want to mention the situation at the University of Georgia where classes will resume this morning after what was um, arguably the most uh, – two of the most traumatic days in the history of that uh, esteemed university. And my daughter, um, who's there as matriculating as a freshman, was kind of um, unfortunately in the middle of it. The gentleman who took his uh, – young man who took his life on uh, – I think it was Wednesday or Thursday, uh, lived in Brumby, her dorm, and then hours later – of course, um, the student who was an Augusta student, who had been a Georgia student, she was in Georgia sorority, um, was murdered on a run over by the intramural fields, over by that lake. And then the uh, school, of course, cancels classes for uh, Thursday night and Friday. And from what I understand, my daughter wasn't there over the weekend. Most of the students tried to get away. So it was a one of the they had to do parents weekends and like multiple weekends to have so many. That was one of the scheduled big parents weekends. One of the fraternities, one of the sororities canceled. One of my other buddies went down uh, for his parents weekend. Talked to him. He said it definitely was a different vibe uh, this weekend. A lot of kids upset, as you could imagine, and uh, just uh, absolute heartbreaking situation. Yeah, devastation, total devastation. Yep. I could just come at it from a parent's perspective. And you have uh, four daughters. Yep. I have two daughters. Yep. Um, I don't care if you have a son. The randomness of that act of violence, um, it could have been you. By the grace of God, you, 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 you are um, grateful that that's not your family and your heart goes out to the young lady's family. Who, River Ridge High School. Yeah. Um, yep. and, and then thank God that the authorities Quickly. Were, on, were on it. And I was Damn saying us. to folks, I said, you imagine the manhunt going on right now? When you have a university every of 40,000. Every, every resource in the world. Every resource possible to find and bring that gentleman to justice. And indeed, um, you have an arrest on Saturday morning. They're rifling through the apartments, um, the dumpsters and the uh, garbage cans of some resident who lives very close to that yep. area. Yep. Backs up into the lake, right? Yep. You know where that is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and he's brought... And his brother are both brought in. He's charged with murder. There is no reason to believe there's anything but a random act of violence. And then the immigration conversation, obviously. Georgia is smack dead in the middle of every conversation, it seems like, politically, and will be for this as well. And I'm not here to sit and, you know, debate, obviously, you know, uh, uh, the immigration policies, which allow this kind of thing to happen. It continues. And um, I'm, I'm just here to say the level of gratefulness for the authorities, the Athens Police Department, the University of Georgia Police Department, the um, other Clark investigator, County. Clark County, County yep. um, to, to, to get that handled as quickly as you did. I feel very comfortable with my daughter being back at school today. They went back last night. And thoughts and prayers to Lake and Hope Riley, the young lady who um, passed away and was murdered. Um, I think the campus will need some healing. Um, I think parents, I know my wife was very shook up for days about it. Uh, my notion is, listen, you know, um, we live in a scary time, yep. and I'm just grateful that everybody's able to come back. Because here's the reality, Rusty. 
You know, when you hear of somebody breaking out of prison and they lock down a 10-mile radius or a 15-mile radius and people are saying, stay in your homes and be, be aware, you, you know, that's not having a murder or on your campus that is lurking, right? How would they have brought the kids back under the scenario where this person wasn't caught? It's not like maybe he's around and maybe he's trying to flee. It's like, no, this happened on campus, and we don't have him yet, and they got him quick. So I don't know. I don't want to think about what would have happened today, but um, I'm grateful for uh, all the folks, and I'm grateful that that the process we can start putting behind us. And Jerry Moorhead, I got numerous letters from Georgia from the minute it happened. They were very well crafted, and um, I appreciate the, the way the administration handled it. So just, um, just just heartbreaking for both those people. Yes, it is. There'll that, be a vigil. That young man that passed away on uh, Thursday night, and then and then this young lady and her family. It's he, just it's just as a parent, I don't even know how to go. I lost a very close friend at 16 years old, and what I watched his parents go through. Yeah, you can't. You never recover. It's it's. Uh, you may live your life, mm-hmm. and you may be able to. When have it happens moments. all of a sudden, when it happens all of a sudden like that, right? The young lady went out for a run, and it's over. And that is absolutely it, devastation, some, heartbreak. Yeah, prayers I, to that family. As, as for the mental health issues, all I can tell you is I had the conversation with my daughter. Like, listen, you know, you know, and and you know, they're a teenager. Daddy, I'm fine. Yeah. I've never thought about doing those things. And yeah, yeah. I was like, listen, just please talk to somebody. Have people available. Be with your friends. Like, you just don't know. We have friends who kids, you know, have have taken their lives. I mean. Many times you don't see it coming. You don't understand the pain they're in. One thing I will say, the last thing on this subject for me, her roommate made that call that quick, saying she did not come back from this run. Great alert. And that is a lesson for everyone. It was a wellness check. She called 911 and said she has not returned from this run. The timing of that probably helped get this thing done quickly. It's a great point. That was within – this wasn't five hours later. This is like 45 minutes longer than normal. Normal. And that's all she needed. Correct. And indeed, they were on that right away. So it's emotional. It's tough. A lot of parents out there listening. But, of course, the families mm. sending our deepest mm-hmm. sentiments as well. Can Things hopefully getting back to normal at the University of Georgia campus. As we talk about campuses, one big conversation over the weekend was uh, at Wake Forest, a signature win for them over Duke. Anytime you beat Duke. Listen, Georgia Tech beat Duke and stormed the court. Um, they just don't have as many fans, and it didn't look as wild, and there was nobody injured. But Georgia Tech beat Duke a few weeks ago, and the same thing happened. So uh, you all know by now what happened, that there was uh, an injury to their star player, um, Kyle Filipowski, and here's John Shire after the game. When are we going to ban court storming? Like, when are we going to ban that? Like, how many times does a player have to get into something where they get punched or they get pushed or they get taunted right in their face? And it, it's a dangerous thing. And I don't want that to take away from the game that Wake played. Because Wake played a big-time game. Salas was as good as could be today. And, and hats off to them. But you look around the country and Caitlin Clark, something happens. And now Flip, I don't know what his status is going to be. He sprains his ankle. And it's one thing, like when I played, at least it was 10 seconds in the court, you know, you would storm the court. Now it's the buzzer doesn't even go off and they're, they're running on the floor. It was a little premature. Uh, it was a little aggressive, no question, how quickly they were on there. Um, let's hear very briefly from the young man that, um, did appear to get spun around and get injured in the process. 
Incidental. I mean, if, I've already heard that there's some videos of, of you know, getting punched in the back, and um, so I absolutely feel like it was personal, um, um, you know, intentional for sure. You know, like I said, was, there's there's no reason where they see a big guy like me trying to work my way up the court, and they, they can't just work around me. You know, there's no excuse for that. Okay, there was a kid that ran by him, looked like he pushed him. That that the second guy runs by him, yeah. yeah it looks like he pushed him. Yeah. Um, I, I get it. It's dangerous. Caitlin Clark, I love her. She looked like she took a dive in that game a little bit. She there wasn't anything yeah, big. She but but, it, but listen, I, I shouldn't she even put say a little that. Extra on that. She I'm put a little, like, she, little LeBron action. Uh, it was a little floppy. Got a little rusty roll but, that but, thing. <laughs> but and and I yeah, listen. Um, I, I it could be a lot worse. What I think could happen is fisticuffs between. That's exactly what's going to happen. It's viral videos. It's somebody with a cell phone. The person that ran into like Caden Clark, you see them with holding the phone. Yeah. That's that's. No, no. I think there could be four players brawling with students. Absolutely. And now it will be at a different level. Jermaine Burton at Tennessee last year. I mean, there was a situation where the punch was was. It looks like a punch was thrown. Right. You know. So. Um, you can't ban court. Um, Here's storming the, here, necessarily. It has to be financially involved, and here's the reason, Stake, because a fan is not going to get penalized. If tw- if you and your 25 attorney brothers storm it with everybody else, nobody's getting in trouble. Who gets in trouble is Wake Forest because they have to stroke a check, and they're like, you know what, we're not doing this again, so we're going to hire those 30 extra security guards. Why don't they just – listen, you said it in the Clint, pre-show Barrett, meeting. Barrett Let Barrett him, Salim, all you need to do Wake, the, the, the game was – I mean, it was, now it came down on the wire – but um, you could see them already surrounding the court and said, regardless of what happens, students, please allow the opposing team to exit or set a funnel up or where you can run on the court or just slow it down. Clemson football tells you before the game you will be able to go onto the field and take a picture, but you will not go on that field until the players exit. So even if they kick a field goal and to by the way, State, they're not going the on the field. The players that are exiting that they're talking about are the opposing players. Correct. Because the home players are going to want to stay. Yes. So, you know, I'm not want to get on a soapbox. If you put one more Duke commentator on TV to shake your finger at me, I mean, enough, guys. I get it. I need Leitner's opinion. I mean, I got Austin Rivers. <laughs> I got Jay Billis. I got Jay, I got J.J. Redick. I got Jay Williams. It's getting worse every year. I mean, this is the Arrogance Hall of Fame. If you were going to literally put a Mount Rushmore of arrogance, those four guys, they like, there's no, they're talented. There may not be four journalists, journalists more obnoxious at times than that group. Riddick, Williams, Billis, now Austin Rivers in the mix. Enough already. They'll figure it out. Schools will coach the kids how to do it. Let's not lose our friggin' mind. Yeah, I mean, we, but, 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 but I, I, something has to, to stop before it gets crazy. Somebody's going to really get hurt. You're going to have to have a plan in, and, in advance. And, and somebody's fraternity brother's going to get punched in the teeth, and that's when it's going to stop. And and it's it can't look like it did at Wake the other day. But congratulations to our good friend here in Atlanta, Mitch Shaw, who supports that Wake Forest team I thought like about crazy. Him. I thought, was he sitting in those four seats yeah, on the court? Right, right next to Coach. I yeah. saw it, yeah. Congrats to them. I actually the looked and saw, I was like, Steak sneaking this game this week? <laughs> no, I don't get that invitation. <laughs> hey, when we come back, has Georgia State found the perfect guy to replace and maybe go even better than Sean Elliott? Also, a couple of names coming back to Georgia that I think dog fans going to be real happy. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Kick. This is so exciting.
sounds like the bomb. Nope, we're not done. It's more of the Steakhouse. On Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Nine forty-two. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Follow us on social media. At Steak Shapiro. At Rusty Manziel. Underscore. At the D. Lewis for real. The D. Lewis for real. I have to look it, I have to look it up. We're going. We're going. We're going we're the going. D. Lewis for real. Garrett, what's yours, buddy? At GCHAP ATL. So you were on the United uh, broadcast, yes, right? Sir. I heard you. I yes, like sir. It was a busy a weekend job. for you, guy, man. Yeah. Busy weekend. And Sunday was fun got day, little, right? Got a little sunburn. Got a little, got I got a little, little sun, got a little man. Pink. I got a little sun. Got I'm matching my pink. shirt. He looks like he doesn't. He, the sun is not always your friend. Is that safe to say? I mean, you're, no, no. You the sun and I don't don't really see eye to eye. See, I'm 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 one of those guys from like the '80s and '90s. Give me grease up with the oil. Oh, get out there. I know that baby oil. Yeah, yeah. Get my the, girlfriend's also t- Italian too, just like you. you yeah, got that so Italian she gets blood. dark, right? Yeah. yeah, that's why we're all dealing with sunspots. Did you guys see a rods? Yeah, yeah. No kidding. You guys see A Rod's tan? And, no. Uh, oh, he did a courtside interview at the uh, yeah, Timberwolves like a, game. Like How pills. black was he? Oh yeah, he was dark. <laughs> he like he, he like he was an extra on Jersey Shore, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, a couple of quick things. Uh, we'll get to the combine. A lot of coaching maneuvering Ooh. going on in Georgia and Georgia Tech. Um, but uh, what a weekend for Atlanta Motor Speedway! I just got my my quick briefing in there with Conti, Squid Billy, and Mike Johnson. It's pretty much known now in NASCAR circles. The gentleman who writes for the athletic covers NASCAR is like, no. And and I guess he's an old school traditionalist. He's like, this is the best track. Because it, this because is the best race. Yeah, because it allows for racing now. Yeah. It's not the single second, lane. Yeah. The second closest finished in NASCAR history. The weather was spectacular. The crowds are bigger than they've ever been. Um Brandon it's picking Hutt- back up. No, no, this is Listen, I'm telling you, Rusty, when, when, when we were covering the race, there was a five-year run of the worst weather you could possibly have in Atlanta yeah. was every single weekend oh. for Atlanta Motor Speedway for the races. And then going down to one race and now seeing where we're at for the February numbers across the board, congratulations. Uh, Brandon Hutchinson over there and, the, and that crew. AMS. They, they deserve it. And uh, it was a great race and great excitement. And um, folks that are not used to being out there, Garrett was one of them. Your daughter was like, I'm coming back, right? Yeah, I mean, it was right off the bat yesterday. Immediately, I said, look, you got to pick a driver. You can't just go hang out. It's not one of those sports where everybody just wants to have a good time. Like, everybody everybody gets a trophy. Right, are you watching the NASCAR show on Netflix? I have not yet. All right. And you're not watching the Dynasty yet on the Patriots? I've got one more Georgia game to watch, and then what? I'll take a break. Yeah. I'm going to watch Georgia-South Carolina this week. And then I watch the combine. What do you got to watch that game for? Because you want to look and see how things and young players like Arian Smith. How good is Arian Smith going to be this year? How's Georgia going to use Dylan Bell more? That's what you're watching. I'm watching this new show on. uh, I told you, (laughs) Mr. and Mrs. Smith with Donald Glover. Now that's entertainment. Let me tell you something. I'm watching. I'm watching. What'd you say the other day? Society of the, the Snow. Yeah, they're eating aisle six. Yeah, aisle three. Aisle, aisle three. three got wiped out. I started to watch Society of the Snow. Dude, that's nuts, isn't it? No, dude, that's not a that's not a pleasant two hours. I mean, but it that's not, it, huh? It, it's so like real. I I can't even believe that those guys didn't just say, "I'm going to sleep. I'm I'm out." I mean, the like, battle, just don't wake the, me the up. battle, and those guys that walked at the end, one didn't make it. I didn't finish it yet. 
So, anyway, if combine this weekend. Are right, we ready? Let's go. Let's do the tailgate. Yeah. Let's get it. It's get time to tailgate. No, we tailgate. Taking a look around the world of college sports. This is the tailgate on the Steakhouse. Brought to you by all four seasons garage and entry doors. Big enough to serve, small enough to care. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Yeah, those of you who didn't hear last week, Rusty, basically. Rusty got in here. This is the group. This, this is the group that had that ended up eating some of the seventy-two people. plane crash in the Andes. Yeah, mountains. everybody knows the story. But Rusty was like, "Yeah, it was amazing. They ate aisle C, and your wife thought that was in poor taste." Yeah, I didn't get it. that. Wasn't they didn't it wasn't such social media thought was a hit, but it wasn't such a hit at the house. <laughs> all right, let's start with uh, Georgia State. Uh, all the rumors that indeed were accurate. Yep. Del McGee, the new head coach. Great, great hire. I think I think uh, for for Georgia State, they need to be more in this state, the NIL area. They have very little money. So what is that? How do you how do you battle that? You get kids with a lot of pride, a lot of pride for this state, and a lot of kids that don't want to go play in the MAC. A lot of kids that don't want to go play in the Northeast. A lot of kids that don't want to go play out west. You stay here. You play for Del McGee. He's gonna make a. He's gonna make. I think he's gonna make a really good hire at offensive coordinator. And he's going to get some players that are going to transfer back into here. But Del McGee, extremely, extremely liked in the state of Georgia with the high school coaches. It's going to go a long way in those hallways. Yeah, and I think the realities of a school like Georgia State and their challenges are everything you said. You're never going to compete in the NIL money level. And when kids are successful and you go to multiple bowl games like Sean Elliott, you are prime portal candidates for bigger schools to come in and grab your best players. So you have a number of things working against you. You got to seize on the town in Georgia. You got to be on a plane close to home, right? Yep. Essentially, your family can watch just about every game yep. you're in, and uh, and build some pride and tradition. We saw it, Tiffany. She's always got Georgia State athletics gear on. There's a lot more alum from Georgia State than 50, Kennesaw State, yeah. and there's a lot more money in Kennesaw State. I told you I had dinner with the president over there, and the realities of programs like Georgia State and especially Kennesaw State. I mean, in this new in this new environment, it yeah. is tough, but that's a great hire. Yeah, I think it's a great hire. This is going to be the thing. Dale McGee understands the scope of football. He's going to say, look, come here. If you do good, go to Georgia. Go to Alabama. Go to Florida State. Come here, do a good job. And the kids that are playing at Alabama, Georgia, and Tennessee that don't They're get on the playing. field, yeah. come back here. James Cooley. Why do we know James that name? James Coley. Coley, sorry. James Coley, who's been at Georgia. He was uh, a wide receiver coach, one of the original kind of OGs on Kirby Smart staff, the offensive coordinator 2019. Didn't go so well offensive coordinator Yeah, I remember taking a lot of calls about James Coley. Coley. And they weren't very happy about it. Yes. Him. And, you know, I think people are trying to mess up, trying to get the – Get remembering him as offensive coordinator, not a wide receiver coach. Great recruit. He play also coached running backs, also coached quarterbacks at Georgia. Let me give you some names that James Coley won the recruiting battles for: George Pickens, James Cook, Jermaine Burton. Whether you like Jermaine Burton or not, he came to Georgia from California because of James Coley. This guy can recruit. He's extreme. Tyson Campbell. He's extremely tied to South Florida. He's from Miami. Played high school football. Coached at my coached in Miami. Very connected there. Georgia will be back into those fertile grounds again. Leave South Carolina and Shane Beamer. Yep, yep. All right, what about what happened, I guess, Josh last Crawford. night? Yeah, right? so Josh Crawford, who is the wide receiver coach at Georgia Tech, interviewed for the Georgia job last week. Didn't get it, obviously. But in that interview process, he must impress Kirby Smart and Mike Bobo because guess what? They give him last night the running back job. Uh, this young man has been at Lee County. 
He's been at Valdosta, your second hometown. He's been at Colquitt County. He's been at Greater Atlanta Christian. What does he have? He has connections in the state of Georgia. What did you lose with Dell McGee? You lost connections with the state of Georgia. They hired Josh Crawford last night away from Georgia Tech. What kind of loss is that for uh, It's a pretty big one because you get, a, you get a young um, guy that is very liked in the city of Atlanta. So, yeah. And so that's a big loss for Brent Key. Yeah, he'll have to replace that. He'll have to replace connections with the state of Georgia as well. The combine, the combine, the combine, baby. The I'm uh, stretching. Made for television event, at least for NFL Network. I, let's 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 have a real conversation. I, you, you better, let's you, have a real bring conversation. Bring two it. men here. You're not joking when you said you're literally watching game tape of South Carolina Georgia last year. That's real, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right, and you're watching that over. The pablum that I'm watching, the the yeah. new Love Is Blind series on Netflix or any of that, yeah, right? No, no. Okay. How much combine? It starts on Thursday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yep. So NFL Networks twelve hours a day, ten hours a day. Uh, it, it, actually, they'll work out around three each day, and uh, one on Saturday and Sunday. So what I like to do is do you watch the pre analysis? I'll, I'll watch all of it. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll, so I'll watch from three to seven, and then it comes back on at eight. It'll be on eight till twelve. So I, if anything I missed, I'll go what do you, back. What, and, do you, what do you? What do you mean missed? Like, What'd you miss? You watched like it. I, I, what are you gonna watch it a second time for? I want to see how the guy works out. I mean, what? I mean, but you saw it. They don't talk about everything. So you go back and watch it again. I'll go back and watch it again. Okay, I'm gonna give you an over under. I'm gonna tell you right. I'm now. gonna give you an over under number. Right. Okay. What's the weather next weekend? It's going to be bad. Okay. Cold and rainy. All right. I won't move. Yeah, let's give a good over-under. Normally, I'm good at this in day-day. So, let's just – do you watch the pre-stuff at before 3? I'll be watching tonight. It okay. starts tonight. Okay. Um, I don't want to talk about tonight. Let's talk about Thursday. Okay. So, over-under – Thursday will eight, be- Over-under 19 hours of combine. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Divide that. That's about four – that's about four and a half hours a day. You over or under 19 total? For me? For the four days. That's the easiest bet you ever make in your life. Way over. You going to go 25 hours? Probably. I'll watch every single minute What would of you it. have done if... Uh, that is my. That would have been my dream job, to be an NFL scout. Would have been my dream job. KP turned nine, your daughter. Yeah. Right? What kind of dilemma would you be in if KP's... Birthday was over the this next weekend. You can watch the replay, right? So I'd have to watch okay. the replay. Yeah, I'd have been. But okay. you would have not watched it live. Not Saturday. Does your wife say is there some point we can peel you away from the she, combine? She, she knows that this is going to be a disgusting weekend for me. Is it like a hundred calories? When Lad McConkey is doing his bench press, is that like a feel like a big regular season game for Steak, you? Let me give you this. <laughs> and this, let me give you, let me give you this. Yeah. About 2011. Banneker had a defensive back named Chaz Elder. I went to Banneker High School for Midnight Madness in downtown Atlanta. They practiced August the 1st at midnight. I drove from Rome, Georgia to Banneker High School. Coach Andrews can back me up on this. I was at Banneker High School from 12.01 to 4 a.m. And I got home the next morning at 6 because I want to go watch one kid work out on the very first day of practice. Right. That, that's I, I want to give you the scope of my problem. that's where... That's why you've achieved what you have. I'll, every you, day is a dream job for me. That's why you've achieved what you have. There wasn't right? anyone else there. It was me. Okay. Now, he had to walk me to the parking lot at 4 a.m. But uh, 
So is it like a home game when Brock Bowers is running the 40? Is so that... he's going to run Friday, and it, it's going to be awesome to watch him work. Lab McConkey works out uh, Saturday. You know what I'm going to do? What? Record it? No, 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 no. I'm going to call you over the weekend and Dude. say, in 10 minutes, tell me about yesterday. So my daughter Kaylee And then I'm going to go on with my life and do something else. <laughs> I'm going to figure out where I'm going to have breakfast. My daughter Kaylee's going, and she is through the roof. That's exciting. She's excited to be in Indianapolis. You know what they say? Families that go to the combine together combine very together. rarely <laughs> have issues. Very The family that combines together. Look, I got a problem in this football. Lives together. I'm just telling you. Hey, 9 o'clock hour brought to you by Advanced Hair Restoration. One-day treatment, life-changing results. AdvanceHair.com. When we come back, we're going to go to Chicago. Listen, Russell Wilson says he's ready to sign for Bupkis. He just wants to win Super Bowls. Justin Fields says, I'm over this whole process. Who's the next Falcons quarterback, and what does Chicago really think of three years of Justin Fields? We'll talk to the score in Chicago, Matt Spiegel. We come back. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Best tech for a limited time only. Save on select next gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, powered by Intel Core processors, and more. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at slash deals, you'll have access to leading edge technology to match your forward thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Again, that's slash deals. Picture this, it's Saturday morning and you're on your John Deere compact tractor. You're effortlessly breaking ground on your new landscaping project. Next, you're moving piles of rocks just by moving a lever. And now, you're enjoying the warmth of the sun as you clear brush across your pasture. We could keep trying to put you in the moment, but to really understand everything you can do with a John Deere compact tractor, you just have to get in the seat. Learn more at johndeere.com slash get in the seat or visit a dealer near you. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. The home for our Falcons. 10-5! Touchdown Atlanta! WZGC Atlanta and WZGC HD1. Always live and free on the Odyssey app. Atlanta Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's 10 o'clock on a Monday morning. Where else would you want to be than cozying up to sports talk radio where there's a lot of sports, but there's a lot of other stuff going on, and that's why you get a chance to spend time with this radio station, especially this time of year, with a lot of different things happening. No NFL and college football that are – well, I mean, there is NFL because the Combine's coming. There is college, but you know what I'm talking about. I mean, uh, I'm not going to talk about the fact that our college – basketball teams like i hope you have a team mm, in on, march Mad- i hope, you have, a, up, hope you have a team in march madness because it ain't happening again around here how does nope. that happen no man? kennesaw state this year um abdul rahim is down there crushing it at south florida and we got no kennesaw attorney we got no georgia State. just look at the georgia high school playoffs I and just, how in the hell do we not have a team in march madness i went to a tournament game over the weekend i'll talk about it and things i learned uh but uh you you know that just speaks to that just speaks in a huge way to um the talent that is not staying home because the talent in this state is ridiculous so we'll get deeper into that mm. coming up also, the Braves do finally don the uniforms and get out on the field. We'll talk about their Saturday and Sunday. Um, and then there is the 
NFL offseason, which in Atlanta is about as big as it gets. Firing of a head coach, hiring of a head coach, hiring of a full staff, the number eight pick in the draft, and free agency looming for quarterbacks. We wanted to get an update on Justin Fields because he is the conversation more than anything else. Matt Spiegel, a sister station, the score in Chicago, joins us. And you guys literally put together a fan forum to discuss your quarterback situation. Is that accurate, Matt? That is accurate. And it's funny because, like, a lot of people were making fun of the event when it got announced because we've been talking about the quarterback situation for, like, two years with Justin Fields. And all year, uh, all, uh, all this season, we're talking about Fields and analyzing every moment, every play, and, of course, watching that Carolina pick go higher and higher and higher. So it has been about Fields and Caleb so much already in Chicago. So when we announced the event, people were like, I can't believe they're still doing this, my God, blah, blah, blah. And then we did it, and it was awesome because a bunch of listeners came and were passionate. And there are still lots of people in town who think the right thing to do is to stick with Justin Fields, trade the pick down, and build around him. I am not one of them. Um, And, you know, most of us are not of that mind. Most of us believe that Caleb Williams is a generational talent who has been gift-wrapped for you in – that trade and like here you are you don't have to trade anything to go up and get him you don't have to give up assets you can reset the contract clock etc and then of course there's analyzing the quarterbacks which we've done to unbelievable extents but but yeah man the the town hall was really really cool because you get to talk to your people you know and get to see them face to face and they get to tell you you're an idiot face to face instead of uh, on text so so let's just understand, take Merrill Hodge out of it, a clip that went viral, Merrill Hodge ripping the hell out of Caleb Williams and saying, you're not getting yeah, what you think yeah. you are. Separate, separate of that, we do know that the odds of missing on a quarterback in the first two or three picks is 50%, right? Minimum. Yeah. So, And that's with all the analysis and all the data and all the film and all the everything else. There's a 50% chance. You're not getting it right. I don't know about number at number one, but it, it, it misses it in one for sure. What I want to know is, what is Justin Fields if the Falcons get him? Because there's a very good chance we do. So what what is the three-year journey look like for him? What's the biggest uh, – what's the ceiling and what's the floor from what you've seen in three years? Well, um here, here's the problem. The problem is after 38 starts, I still don't believe he is as good a pocket passer as you have to be to win a Super Bowl in this league. I, I don't believe it. Um, it, it. He doesn't quite see it as fast as you need to see it in terms of guys getting open, reading a zone or reading man or like that, that he's an eye thrower is one way that it's been described. Um, He needs guys to be open before he commits. So that extra split second means that sometimes he takes brutal sacks means that sometimes he tucks and runs when it doesn't need to happen means that sometimes he'll miss wide open guys and you see it on film and it drives you crazy. He's so incredibly good at a bunch of other things. Like if there's five different tools, he's really, really good at four of them. But that fifth one is the most important. 
to me. It's the most important because when it's the fourth quarter, you know, and everybody knows you're going to pass and you just got to go back and pick a defense apart and drive down when everybody knows it's passing. I don't, I don't believe that he's got that um, right now in his bag. Now, maybe could he develop that? Could he grow into that? Possibly. Tough putt. But it's 38 yeah. starts, man. It's 38 starts, and you've got to make a decision to pay him within the next year or two. So, frankly, if, I had, if the Bears had the number two pick or the number three pick or the number five pick, I'd still be inclined to reset the clock and pick a quarterback. Like, I don't know if I'd do Jaden Daniels, but I'd sure as hell do Drake May if I didn't do Caleb Williams. Matt's you know what me- I mean? It's like, yeah. yeah so Matt- so it is, I, I, I don't think he's got the pocket passer thing, and I don't want to wait for it. Matt Spiegel with us, the score in Chicago. Matt, do you think Justin Fields, with a good roster around him, can win two playoff games? We're not talking Super Bowl. Oh, I'm talking can he win yeah. two playoff games? Baker Mayfield won one this year. Yeah, um, you know it's it's I, I I don't know right now I right now I'd lean no, frankly. How, how, um, and, how and he's a great dude. He's a great dude with a great work ethic and an incredible incredible man. Super likable. Works his ass off. Um, but I just I, I don't. The, the other thing that he doesn't have, guys, is when he's on the run, that quick trigger release to throw it from whatever body angle you're at that you see with Josh Allen. You see with Obviously, Mahomes is the goat of that he particular skill. You're saying he has to gather? He's got to gather, and it takes an extra split second, man. And it's just it, – it, Jordan Love is better at that already. And we've just – we watched Jordan Love kick our ass and embarrass us and be better than Fields at the beginning and the end of this season. All right, so before, it, it's, before, it's tough. before we go, um, lay it out cleanly, 70%, 80%. Where are we uh, with Caleb Williams? Is it pretty much a uh, feta, uh, you know, feta come v that uh, that they're taking a number one pick, Caleb Williams? I think so. Um, I, I, I do believe so, unless they find something on the personal front or in interviews that freaks them out. And I'm not going to rule that out because Ryan Poles chose not to take Jalen Carter last year. He um, traded down one pick with Philly and took Darnell Wright instead. Character matters. He's been burned by it a little bit, and he's made uh, choices in that regard. So if they find out something that freaks him out, that would be the but only they're thing. But they're taking him. They, they're taking him. And how soon are they going to trade Justin Fields, in your opinion? Is there any chance they're both at a minicamp together? I don't believe so. I think that's a recipe for disaster with so, uh, so with the players. How quickly and, does and, he a, get... and a bad allocation of the assets? So, yeah, I think this week. I think, this I think week. it happens this week at the combine. Yeah, I, I, wow. I, that, that's my gut. Oh wow, that's my gut on it. So, is it going to happen there, guys? Is he Zach Robinson's kind of quarterback? Help me out. He would have been Arthur Smith's. So you know, but I don't know if he's Zach Robinson's. Well, kind Russell of Wilson. Russell Wilson sounds like uh, he may be doable. They're ready to spend money on Kirk Cousins. Um, and Justin Fields, one of those three, um, or, or yeah, they're not they're not going to draft a guy early second round or at eight and put us through that nonsense again. You, you have to understand we're scarred here. We just went through Marcus. <laughs> we just went through Marcus Mariota Oof. and Desmond yeah. Ritter and Desmond Ritter with what some thinks is a playoff roster. So it, it's like Rusty. We've been saying they need a grown man in the room. And uh, that's not going to happen necessarily with the eighth pick or the second round either. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I'm we're, well, I'm down here. We want to win playoff games. People keep talking about can you win the Super Bowl? I, I want to win two win playoff division? games in the damn. How about win a weak division, yeah. right? Yep. So Justin Fields, a local yeah. kid, 
He's he's incredible. Yep. He, he lit the Falcons up in Week 16. He lit us up. Um, there's a lot of folks. His dad's a big listener. He's a great guy. There's a lot of folks that want the local kid. But it is this is how GM's careers That's are made. Correct. Right? Hit your who are you hitching your wagon yeah. to? Oh, man, it, it, it's so tough, and it's the toughest position, and context matters. Coaching matters, and the talent matters, and, you know, the um, the way that they have showed him uh, what they want him to do. Like, the, the order of exposure is, is a, a way that Trent Dilfer talked about it to me, how you teach quarterbacks and tell them what you want them to do. It hasn't been good here. It's been really sloppy for Justin. Yeah. So it's, it's possible that there is a Geno Smith-like second chapter for Justin. I think that is definitely possible. I just I, I wouldn't commit to it well, at this point the, when you got to pay. But let, you guys, just say you guys Justin, are taking a flyer. Justin Fields <laughs> has had more success than Geno Smith's first run. I mean, Justin yeah. Fields has moments. So, yeah, no, it's going to be fascinating. Yes. I, I get a sense, Rusty, that they that they're still thinking about a a, a veteran uh, like uh, Russell Wilson or Kirk Cousins. Yeah, um, if they can get him. I mean, yeah. what's Minnesota going to do? Right. If Justin Jefferson here, rolls here, out, here, get out, spend him. I guess I don't right. know. Right. One one more thing for context here. The reason why this is such a good story is because Justin is good. He's not, he's not bad. He's not trash. He's good. Like Chase Daniel told us, he thinks Fields is probably between 20 and 25 in quarterbacks in the NFL. And I think that's probably right. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's, that's decent. You know what I well, mean? And Zach the Bears haven't had decent. Well, it's not Zach Wilson. It's probably not Daniel Jones no. either. So, uh, no, it's like, no. But let me tell you something. We know this in the NBA. When you're, like, when you're between 18 and 25, that's purgatory in a lot of ways. Like yes, you know, yes. He, he, and, and when and when you've got a chance to get somebody who people are saying could be a top five quarterback in the NFL, well, of course you guys, yeah, they, you they, have to do it. Listen, you have to do it because you get the contract back to three years, and now you can build yeah. around them. I mean, everybody knows when you have Brock Purdy at quarterback and you're paying him zero, that you got forty million more dollars to spend on your roster. Bears are in the same situation. Correct. When they draft him. Hey, great stuff. Let's talk uh, more down the line. Appreciate you coming on. Anytime, guys. Thanks. Have Thank a great you. day. I like a sports talk guy to come on. And he's talk. got it. He's listen. The, the, he's got the right questions. I've yeah. heard everything about this. You've heard Just, all that. Stuff. I've heard. That's why the gather. Um, it takes him a little bit of time. He works on his stuff. I just, I think people, I get tired of hearing, can he win a Super Bowl? I don't give a damn about a Super a Bowl. Host a, a freaking playoff game. Win a division. Listen, Brad Johnson won a Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. Right? I, don't, I don't know that Justin Fields is all the answer. But I, I know I, that he's better than what we've got. I don't think that this coaching staff is ready to hand the reins to Justin Fields. First, and now again, we already know Terry Fano didn't love him three years ago, but that's different. I get it's yeah, different, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I mean, it means a little bit. It's not at the top of the reasons why I don't know if he's going to end up here, but it's it's a little something. I would take Kirk Cousins right now. Oh, of course, we're yeah, not going to get him. Okay. They're going to pay him. All right, Russell Wilson. Well, uh, update the Russell Wilson. Okay. What did he say essentially? That that he's ready to work. Yeah, he's really he's he's willing to consider taking a league minimum because he wants to win now. Yeah. So does he look at Drake London, Bijan Robinson, Tyler Algier, Kyle Pitts, and whoever we drafted eight yeah. and second round and go, that's a roster. I can win the division. You know what happens? You win the division. You host a home playoff game. You know what happens? You win that. Yeah. You're two wins from the Super Bowl. You know who ripped who ripped Johnny Manziel from the start? He ripped him. Any team that picked Johnny Manziel, Merrill Hawk. 
and he is Did all in. Did you hear what Merrill Hart he said about Caleb Williams? All in on Caleb Williams and saying this guy is a, this is a bust. I've don't watched t- him three don't times. Touch He's not him. special. Don't touch him. <laughs> I don't know, man. We shall see. When we come back, things I learned over the weekend. If you didn't hear what happened to Cam Newton over the weekend, it was supposed to be a night. More of the Steakhouse on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Ten twenty three Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Steak and Rusty, 10 o'clock hour, brought to you by the Man Cave Store. Up your Man Cave game this season. Visit mancavestore.com. A couple of quick things, just throwing it out there for folks driving around. It, uh, you know, should pay attention. Georgia Tech, according to Rusty, uh, not great news um, that they lose their wide receiver coach, wide receiver coach Josh Crawford to Kirby Smart. Yeah, that's a, you know, you, wanna, you don't want to Last night, lose. right? Yeah, last night around 10 o'clock. And, again, what I'm repeating is he interviewed for the wide receiver job last week, ultimately doesn't get it. But, obviously, what he did was impress Georgia and probably Kirby Smart knowing him, background checks, talking to high school coaches around the state. Look, this is a guy that's young, he's liked, and here's the key to me. He's been at six or seven high schools as a coach in the state of Georgia so he has a big, big uh, branch of people he knows. Georgia basketball, guys. Uh, mentioned Tech quick. They had a really good win. Miami was a Final Four team last year. I, listen, that's a crazy-ass team. Bro, that's some crazy-ass right there. They beat Duke. They beat Carolina. They beat Clemson on the road. They beat Miami as a Final Four team last year on the road. They just won earlier this uh, – oh, no. They also got blown out by 30 to Wake. Clemson, coach, Clemson blew him out. Dude, their coach just said, it's going to be different when I get my guys in here. The ultimate disrespect of his team, and then they go on the road, right? And they go on the road and they beat Miami. What's they, that locker room got to be like? And then Rick Pitino, by the way, who said it's the most unpleasant team he's ever coached. This has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had. Use that drop here, because sometimes I feel like when, when uh, Sandra – has this to, has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had. Said Sandra when Zeno came in here talking about Arthur Smith. <laughs> oh, call, I, oh, I got my I'll call Sandy. I go, uh, Sandy, what's going on? Well, Zeno's on an Arthur Smith thing right now. And this like, has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had. <laughs> yeah, so um, we love Zeno. And uh, that was Rick Pitino, yeah. who then went out and they beat. Uh, who they beat? Creighton? Creighton. Did you see his outfit? Did you see his, the suit he had on? He looked like. Like tubs from Miami Vice, white on white, white shoes, Dude, he pulls white out everything. white. All right, uh, Georgia basketball guys. There's no other way to put it. Like I know the SEC is nasty. Tennessee, Ooh. Alabama, this Auburn, up. South Carolina. Dude, the Kentucky. See what Kentucky did to Bama, but Georgia's got no shot. Can't dude. finish. Can't finish. They don't have the play. They don't have an alpha to take a game over. No, they don't. They play with effort, and they play with defense. But I'll getting, give you the good news. They can't close a game in the last 10 minutes. The gap between Alabama, Auburn, Kentucky, um, who am I leaving out? Alabama, Auburn, 
Kentucky, that's the top. And Tennessee. And Florida's playing well. And Tennessee, Tennessee. and Florida. And Florida, yeah. South Carolina. The gap, but the South gap Carolina. between those five schools and us, it's real. There's a real gap there. We're I not. Will say, I will say when I first started here, Georgia basketball was as bad as I've ever seen it. And now you go two years later. When you started here. On the show with okay. you. Yeah, we couldn't even talk about it. Two years ago was prior were, to Mike White. Uh, yeah. That was the end of. Tom uh, Cream. Oh God! Yeah. Oh my God! Dude. I, I mean, like Don't me, even and, use like, those me words. and you, like me and you played the second half for them. So I'm just saying. That's like me getting. I'm just saying where the trajectory of Georgia. You know the face you make when you eat something that's really <laughs> not cooked well, like a piece of fish. I probably and I make made a, a bunch of Georgia fans. Bring that's that Tom Crean, yeah, Ron Jersa, and Tom Crean. Oof. Yeah, I mean Mark Fox was okay, but I mean that was you're right. It was lean times. Yeah. So and Dominique's kid who's coming in. Listen, the the the, the whole deal, the, yeah. the entire deal. We're yeah. gonna know in June. What to know? If they can keep the majority of these kids one more, and then bring in. the recruiting class, and bring the recruiting class in with Asa Newell, who's a top ten player in Asa the country Newell, right. at Monteverde. If they can keep him, and and you get Dominique's son in from J- uh, Jacob Wilkins, yeah, from, from Grayson. Grayson. If you can keep how those good two is kids. how good is Jacob? Oh, he's dude. Like he listen, he's a baller. Bigs, all right, bigs. and you're about to. Ch- there's a very good chance that look. It's getting it's getting really competitive now, but there's a good chance you could see two of the best players in the state facing off in the state championship if it ends up being McEachern and Grayson. Okay, but I'm talking about Georgia. Yep. Uh, no, 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 I'm just saying. But I'm just saying that's how good one of the top two okay. players in yeah. the state. Yes, and Georgia's never in the mix for those. Right. They go get Asa Newell, who's a top ten player in the country, number one power forward in America. They go get him. Then they got Jacob Wilkins. What does Georgia need? They're about to bring a six, two six nines in, two six nine six eight, and he's going to go in the portal. But 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 okay. the key is going to be how much can he keep from this team to add those two key pieces. It's not a guarantee that roster staying. That's what I'm saying. But he's close. Yeah, I know. And that's the problem. And that's he's close. Bruce, that's, listen, Bruce Pearl. We'll have him on. He's a very good friend. Obviously, um, I don't know if you know the story of Bruce Pearl that we hired him first job he had which is why he's been so good to us. Mm. When he got that show cause, 790 The Zone, he was our weekly uh, in-studio guy. Uh, we drive in every uh, once a week and do college hoops. And then he got the job at ESPN. Mm. So he's one of those guys that came through our radio station at 790. He'll come on anytime. Josh Pazner's going to be in here for the tournament. We'll talk to him as well. Um, so a lot going on uh, to get ready for the tournament. Uh, there's a lot of things. I, I Trey Young's out for a month, so – Hawks are not in a good place. They win last night, but they're not in a good place. They got a lot of decisions to make. Mm. They're in the 10 hole. They're a couple of games ahead of the Raptors and the Bulls, but let's do things I. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. It's Monday, and it's time for Things I've Learned. A look back at the weekend on the Steakhouse. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. I want you to look at Skip Bayless and Keyshawn Johnson right now. What's the story that is one of the top stories in America right now that Skip Bayless and Keyshawn are talking about. It's on ESPN's Instagram, Barstool Instagram, the video. Uh, Cam Newton involved in a, what they say, violent altercation at a youth 7-on-7 football tournament. It was a high school 7-on-7 tournament, We Ball organization. It was in Atlanta. I was invited to go. Obviously, I had a birthday party, so didn't go. Listen, I know everyone involved. I know everyone involved for many, many years. So this you was, know, just so I you know, guys understand, yes. mm. Rusty knows the team Cam coaches and Cam. C, C1N's, Cam Newton's team. And then the coaches that left Cam and have their own team. Top TSP. You see people all the country saying TSP guys jumped it. What does TSP mean? It's top shelf performance. It's two brothers out of Atlanta that trained a lot 
a lot of professional athletes. They're wide receiver guys. This has been brewing a long time. They were part of Cam Newton's coaching staff when he had Justin Fields, when he had George Pickens, when he had all those guys on his team back in 2017, 2018. These two brothers were on that staff. There was a falling out. They're no longer there. They go start their own team. Saturday in this tournament was the first time they played, and they beat Cam Newton. TSP beat Cam Newton's team really, really bad. They beat them bad, and they went straight to social media. Oh. And they went to Instagram, That's and they went to Twitter, and they went. They let everybody and they were know talking smack. they were talking smack. Like and we whooped them. We whooped them. And I'm sure Cam read all that in his and world. He was watching them play in another game. So or? Sunday they went to bracket play. Sunday's bracket play. And they were playing, and TSP team was on the field. Cam Newton had his team above them, watching him. Yeah, you and see the, the heat, you the see heat the steps. stairs. They were watching. They were waiting for the next game. You see it started heating up. Things started getting Cam's going. Cam's saying it'll never happen again. Yeah, You'll never other do teams like, like that. Well, you want some more, and it got Dude, went from there. But let me tell you something. But I'm going to tell you the mistake that was made. Yep. Cam Newton is a grown-ass man. Three people in my life that I was blown away how big they are the first time you meet them. Peyton Manning, Trevor Lawrence, and Cam Newton. Those are one percentile humans. And when you go to get some of Cam Newton... You better be bringing But something. those guys aren't afraid. Those guys were not Let afraid. Me tell you oh, I know Steph and TJ. They're ready to beat his I ass. know Steph and TJ. Listen, Steph, I, I, Steph, just, Steph is maybe 5'10", 160, and he went up those steps. You forgot a hundred times more than I would know about this. I do know some dads and I, mm-hmm. that have said that Cam Newton coaching that seven-on-seven seven is about as mouthy and at times out of control as you can get. I heard about him at a te- tournament in Texas. He was thrown out of the stadium mm-hmm. as the coach. He was thrown out of the building because yep. of how he was carrying on. I've said this about Cam before. I'm sorry. He needs to check himself on occasion. The, you don't need to be in the middle of a brawl like that. And make no mistakes, these are grown men throwing punches. Yes, yep. some grown men. Yes. I just saw a new version of it, like yep. a 62-second version of it, yep. from the stairs up. When they are mixing it up, yep. it's a horrendous look for the kids. The seven-on-sevens in general have gotten out of control, Rusty, right? Yeah, it's not enough security. There's not enough referees. It's just gotten kind of – you're, you're not even – I don't cover them anymore. I, I do cover in the summer when you have your high school helmet on with your high school team. Uh, but, I, listen, back in the day, I mean, I went to see Nate Wiggins, Caleb – I went to see Josh Downs, yep. Eric Gilbert, play Justin Fields. Well, I love your perspective. You knew everybody involved. I know everybody. everybody I can tell involved. you Mike Bell's listening right now yeah. and Carl Dukes. Yeah. I can promise you they're going to want you on the afternoon to tell the story. Yeah. It's going to be a big topic. I wish we had more time. Yeah. We could just do seven on seven. I hate it. That could be a whole topic. Yeah. And listen, that was seven on seven's not great right now, but I can tell you right now, it had nothing to do with stuff. That's been brewing for three years. All right. Uh, speaking of high school, I went to a great game. Caleb Wilson, I've been hearing about, mm-hmm. offers from Kentucky, Georgia Tech, Alabama, Auburn. Everybody wants Caleb Wilson. He's the junior over at Holy Innocence. They yep. play Pace Academy, yep. multiple state championships with Sean White, the head coach. I mean, I was in heaven. I told uh, Miss Kimberly, she's like, you know, Bobby's got a game incoming at uh, at 3.30. Yeah. Well, this was a 3 o'clock tip. I said, darling, she was coming back on a flight. Yeah. I said, sweetheart, let me tell you what you're going to do when you land, just yeah. so we're clear. Yep. You're going to get an Uber. Yep. You're going to come home. And you were going to head out to Cumming, Georgia. Yep. Because the big fella over here, the big right-hander, I'm going the opposite way. I'm headed to Buckhead yeah. to watch this game. So she went and watched. It was a 0-0 nail-biter for 11-year-olds. Yeah. And I you watched. Got, you got Sunday You got Sunday bracket play, man. So Saturday. I, I got up the next morning. Yeah. Caleb Wilson and Holy Innocent 
beat Pace Academy. I love high school basketball so much. Caleb, by the way, maybe the number two junior in America. Yeah. The only better draw than him. Talk to a dad who knows a couple of scouts who have been to Ace Bailey's Bailey, games. Yep. Scout from, I'm not going to name which NBA yeah, team. Yeah, don't name that team. Here's what he said, the scout. If the draft were tomorrow, Ace Bailey would be the top pick in the draft. Number one. That's not coming. Forget about college or anything else. I'll tell you this. Anybody listening to our show, if you want to go watch a guy in two years from now say, hey, I saw him in high school, you want to go watch a guy that costs you $12 a seat right now because it's going to cost yep. you 85 in two years. So I watched one last night. Go play see for, Ace Bailey. I watched one last kitchen. night play for the Orlando Magic named Wendell Carter. And he's Pace nice. Academy. He's Pace Academy. Nice. He's nice. Yeah. yeah. He ain't Ace Bailey though. Ace in terms Bailey of the hype. number. How about this? Dude, Rutgers, Ace at Rutgers has the number two player in America and number three player. Dude, in America. they all decided they don't need to go to the Duke and Carolina. It's gonna. Yeah. It's a new trend. Yeah. They said we're gonna make a name for ourselves at Rutgers. They had a connection to the family. There's. It's a Fab Five S thing happening awesome. at Rutgers. You heard awesome. about that? Yep. Yep. We don't have enough time today. Shout dude. out Levi Worley listener. Uh, Winder Barrow boys in the lead eight. So can we give a shout out to those guys? Basketball got beaten Sweet 16 last year. Good luck, Winder Barrow. Yeah, lead you want to give a shout out to your high school winning team at yeah. Stake Shapiro at Rusty Manziel underscore. When we come back, there's one villain in that dynasty series, which is as good as the Jordan one. Forget about Patriots or whoever. The storytelling on the dynasty is incredible. There's one villain and one villain only in this production. I'll tell you who it is when we come back. Play three strikes. You'll be happy he's not in Atlanta. We're doing good. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 1044 Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 10 o'clock hour is brought to you by the Man Cave Store. Visit mancavestore.com. Later this week, by the way, uh, Lauren Kuntz is uh, part of our leaders segment tomorrow. She is the CEO president of the Georgia YMCA massive job she's right the hawks have that patch yep she also has worked with you, you know what the y is to we a lot have of these a athletes huge, a huge ymc in rome always right. been there yep great pool what they did basketball dur- courts what they did during covid the amount of folks they fed over the years taken care of young people lauren coots will tell her story she's in live tomorrow jermaine wiggins uh, former, Boston. Former Georgia from guy. Marshall to Georgia. Yep. Uh, played for, for uh, Jim, Jim Donnan. Yep. He was the most important player in the Tuck game. Two transfers. Other than Adam Vinatieri. Two transfers that year. Ben Watson and Jermaine Wiggins. He's got the hell of a Boston accent. He'll join us. He'll talk about the show, The Dynasty. Also, former intern of Mayhem in the AM years ago, Jermaine Wiggins. That? Great guy. I haven't talked to him in a decade. That's awesome. He, he's on Wednesday. What's our big game of the night? Um... Now, you're going to go back and watch some old tape, but that doesn't count. Like, you watch Georgia-South Carolina game, that doesn't count, Rusty, because that game was months ago, right? Well, so, you, man, this, this so you know, you got to get it. you got to figure something. What do you got, Day-Day? <laughs> right, big game of the night. What do Brought to you by John Foy. Um, you know, I'll be honest, Dave, not a lot of games that are worthy of watching from a, you know, just a you don't ooh. Have, yeah, you don't have one of your women's college games? No, no, not tonight. But I will say this. You do have UNC, who's number 10 in the country, taking on Miami. So you got that's an ACC matchup. But more importantly, this is the time of year where you should just start watching these college games if you're a bracket person. Yes. Uh-huh. If you're going to be watching, okay. you know, getting into brackets, just start watching any of these games. Who was a couple years ago? You went to the, yeah. Who was it, Florida Gulf Coast? Yeah. All right, so Florida Gulf Coast played at Mercer. Bobby Lamb was the head coach of Mercer football. 
And he called me that night. And he said, I just saw the best basketball he team said that. I've ever seen. I'm like, dude, what? I yeah. said, dude, and I'm telling you right, right. now, that's the honest to God's truth. Yeah. And a couple of years, a couple of months later, they, they won that made run. That run. They beat the absolute death out of Mercer. Yeah. Yep. He saw him play in Macon. So last night you went Hawks. Yeah, I went Hawks last Trey's night. Out for Friday and last night, actually. Trey's out for a month. DeJounte yeah. is so much more comfortable without Trey, it seems like. It does. Um, the offense in general, I'll be honest with you, just really has a, a, a really unique Zippity flow. Do. Yeah, when he's, uh, when he's running point. Um, and yeah, they're not going to win a lot without Trey. I know what you're saying, but it is, it's, not, it's a problem that DeJounte and Trey. Yeah. Yeah. DeJounte and, Trey. and you have double O out as well. But with DeJounte and Trey, I just – all right. Yeah. You know who's not going to be on the same team anytime soon? Paul Johnson and Jeff Collins. Yeah, what what Ooh, the hell God. happened there? All right, Bill Shanks show down in Macon, longtime football show, radio show there. This is quote-unquote Paul Johnson. Collins wanted to reinvent history. He just distorted everything when he got there. I'll just call a spade a spade. I got no respect for the guy. He went in and distorted everything that was there and acted like we had never won a game and lied to what he inherited. Yeah. He uh, went and told a bunch of whoppers. And that term, whoppers, yeah, means lies. a hell of a lot of lies. Listen, if you come in and blow up everything from the previous regime and then you're that bad, Paul Johnson has a right to say it. I didn't enjoy Paul Johnson as a human being covering him, and he hated radio guys. Yeah. But you can't argue the success. The ultimate shot right here. The opposing coaches in the league would call me, and they were just laughing about it. Yeah. The product. Yeah, because Paul Johnson's product was very difficult. Oh, dude. He was a scientist. He was a he was a mastermind. He would win seven or eight games a year. Dude, he beat Georgia uh, twice. twice in Athens. Yep. Twice in Athens with that team. All right, uh, here's our three strikes questions. I got a couple other quick things for you. Uh, first is uh, I put it. I put someone up on social. I was at Egg Harbor Cafe yesterday at 10.40 a.m. I was in that lunch dinner, uh, a breakfast lunch Um Dilemma, 10.40 a.m., what are you ordering at a spot? You going breakfast or lunch? 10.40 a.m., what are you eating at your favorite breakfast, lunch spot? I always go breakfast if, I'm, if it's still there. At 10.40, you're always, always going. Always go breakfast. Even if they got a nice little French dip sandwich. Uh, no, I always go. Nice chicken and dumplings, a nice uh, cheeseburger, you're going breakfast. I, I like breakfast. All right. Who is a true sports villain? Who is a true sports villain? And your favorite non can't be MLB, can't be NBA, can't be college, can't be football, NFL. Favorite non-major sport to watch on TV. The race yesterday, phenomenal, right? Um, and by the way, you can tell me women's college basketball. You can tell me PGA golf. You can tell me. You can't say Augusta in the Masters. I know that. Yeah. But you can say golf. It'd be golf for me, yeah. yeah. That's your non-major yeah, I'll, number I'll, one. Yep. I'll You're flipping. A, that's going to make you stop. I watched uh, about two hours in Mexico Open yesterday, and I didn't know a single guy on the leaderboard. And you watched the whole thing. Most you know Drew Butler sit there and watched 10 hours of uh, Golf Network. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. If you loved the uh, documentary with Jordan, what's the title of the Jordan doc? Uh, Last, Last, Dance. Last Dance. Last Dance. The dynasty is exactly the same level. It's incredible access. They interview everybody. Um, I, I, I think it was executive produced by Bob Kraft. I can just tell you this. The biggest villain is Bill Belichick. It's not even close. That don't surprise me. He looks terrible on camera. Got his arms folded. Last night I watched Spygate. That was episode four. So Spygate hits. Belichick completely cheating, filming other uh, teams. They go on an 18-0 run. 
where Belichick wanted to score 50 or 60 on everybody, and then they do the Super Bowl against the Giants. Amazing that team lost. Junior Seo, Rodney Harrison, Randy Moss. Little karma. Uh, yeah, that no other way to put it. That, Brady's that. best year by far. And the, the most famous play voted in Super Bowl history is the David Tyree catch to break the 18-0 run. Eli Manning was sacked five different times in that. Richard Seymour had him by the shirt and was pulling him down. Mm. And the worst mobile quarterback makes the throw. Belichick looks terrible in this special. Everything you said about I, him, I didn't right? want him. I didn't want him in this town. I don't. I don't I, I listen. He, he's got documented all that, but we needed fresh breath, and we we didn't need we needed fresh breath of air here, and we well, didn't you, need somebody that was going to be a you know what. You know, I said go hire Raheem from minute one. I you said did. I, I told somebody that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you know, you see how great his squirrel. opening pro, like this guy wants to be here, dude. I've never heard a gentleman in a profession folks talk about in the level they talk about him. The most accolades I've ever heard, and I don't think it's nonsense. Uh, or just pablum. I think people think he was the best coach out there by far. You want a guy like Mike McDonald, God bless him, great Georgia guy, or you want Raheem Morris, who's been on Super Bowl staffs, been a head coach, is ready. He and, he is ready for well, that job. Let me let me be devil's advocate. Oh, here we go. I, I, I'm, I'm all I knew in. if I said something about I'm, Georgia. I'm, no, 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 I'm, no. I'm all in. But if we don't get the quarterback right, oh, we'll be doing I've, interviews again in two years. John in Lagrange. Right, let's do this little. So what's your take? I'm very upset. It's time for you to sound off with three strikes. Bring it the f*** on! On the Steakhouse. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hey, uh, Johnny and LaGrange, it's 10.40 a.m. What you eating Sunday morning at a restaurant? I'm eating fried Hover. bacon. Yes, sir. Fried bacon. Fried breakfast. Fried bacon. Yes, sir. Who is a true sports villain? True sports villain, you got to go out to the uh, to the Warriors. Got to go, Dramon. Dramon, excuse me. Draymond Green. Draymond Green. Favorite non-major sport to watch on TV? Weightlifting. I love yelling, shouting, and grunting. Never thought I would hear that. Uh, that's a new one. All right. Uh, true sports villain, Lance Armstrong, way up there. How about that? Yes. Alex yeah. Rodriguez, got to be up there. Um, trying to think. Dennis Rodman for a lot of people. Not for one. me. Bill Belichick, for sure. Especially, just watch the Bi- Bill Lambeer. Bill yeah, I was going to say, Pistons, you were talking about Bill the, the last dance. Bill yeah. Lambeer. Bill Lambeer is just a low life. Uh, Greg in Cartersville. 1040, 10.40 a.m., what you eating? Original pancake house. Those pancakes with some thick-cut bacon and some eggs. The biggest omelets on planet Earth at the original pancake house, right? <laughs> and that skillet? Absolutely. Who's, a, who's a true sports villain? Yeah, you rattled off a bunch. Uh, I, I think Christian Leitner is another person to add to that list. Favorite non-major sport to watch on TV? Every once in a while, I'll pick up a rugby game, which is pretty interesting. It's impressive. That's some grown man playing rugby. Timmy, you know that. You're talking about kickoff specialists. Tim and Flowery Branch. Hey, Timmy, uh, 10.40 a.m., what you eating? Uh, there's a place in Clayton, Georgia called the Rusty Bike. Uh, banana bread, French toast is the best breakfast. That is a great downtown, Clayton, Georgia. Rabin County. I love that town. Who's a true sports villain? Uh, Lambeer is probably the ultimate villain. He's, he's the worst. And the favorite non-major sport to watch on TV? Well, I don't know if it's non-major, but English Premier League soccer is the best, best really sports good. going. That's yep. really good, dude. Yep. These good are call, good calls man. today, yeah, man. Good call today. Everybody's on it Monday. Everybody's fresh on Monday. I know. We, 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 it's amazing when you don't have any vodka for four days. How, <laughs> how, how clean, clean living. Clean living in coming Georgia. When I saw that early morning, wake up 6.30 a.m. and, you know, 
515 for you, boy. I said, Stakey, just how about a little Netflix on a Saturday night, right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll say hi to Andy and just Randy. Just say no. <laughs> on Sports Radio 92.9.